Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. And joining me is not Justin, because Justin is off, I don't know, fighting aliens, saving the world, I don't know, making babies, who knows? But all we need to know is that joining me this week is the one and only Wolf's Lore. Wolf, welcome aboard, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Doug. I realized I don't have the cheer stuff on here either, but you know. I have plantar fasciitis. That's the next best thing, is me saying I have plantar fasciitis. Yeah, and to all the folks out there that have plantar fasciitis, just know it sucks. It's not fun. I had it for a while. I don't ever want to have it again. So, you know, yeah. So, Wolf, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Oh, it's so good to be here, man. Yeah, Long so, time coming. So for those of you who don't know, Wolf is a great friend of the podcast, a great friend of the Discord. He has his own channel where you can watch him stream very cool stuff like Back for Blood. He's going through the Mass Effect franchise right now. He plays some crazy, I don't know, anime stuff. It seems like sometimes he's playing something. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. Uh, but Wolf, where can people find you if they want to catch your stream? Twitch.tv slash Wolfslore. W-U-L-F-S-L-O-R-E. There you go. Yes. So please go check him out. He's a cool dude. He's a great guy. And he's so positive too. He's one of the few guys you check out on his stream and he'll be like, hey, Doug, how are you doing? He, he, he connects with you. You know, he's like, stops by. He's like, I only have a few minutes because I'm working my ass off. And I just want to say, you're beautiful. You're great. Thanks for being here. And he's a good dude. So check him out. Please do that. Yeah. So, um... Before we kind of get into the rootin' tootin' good time, uh, Wolf, how was your week, man? How was, how was, how was, I was gonna say, how's it been since I last talked to you, but you haven't been on the podcast. Like, what, how you been, man? What's new? What's going on with you? You know what? I, it's been just busy with work. I have opportunities going on. So, you know, making that move up. Oh, shit. That, you know, just, just living every day, living life one day at a time. That's living, the word it goes. Living life 365, you know? Yeah, pretty much. That's exciting. That's cool. Um, I had a pretty interesting week. Uh, Jill went on a girl's trip uh, with one other girl. So it was just me and Natalie for a few days, which was surprisingly fun. I say that. I take that back. I was going to have fun. I didn't know if Natalie would also want to have fun with me. Spoiler alert. We had a blast. We had a really, really good time. Uh, she was a little, little sad because she loves her mom very much which is you know good for her um and but i had some plans i was like you know what 
she was kind of talking about how our neighbors go hard for Halloween. They just have a lot of really cool, uh, elaborate setups. And she's like, Dad, we need some decorations. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, how about we do that over the weekend? So last Friday, we went to the Spirit Halloween right down our street. And uh, I was like, this will be interesting because there's some spooky stuff in there. I'm kind of curious how she's going to react to it. And she just, she loved it, man. She was She was in there and just perusing through everything i got a really cool picture of her that she just randomly put on this like horrifying mask and grabbed a scythe it was like just standing there like hey dad i was like i gotta get you a picture hold on don't move and i got a picture of her it was it was the best and i let her pick out a couple of things and um so much fun we had a real real good time and then on saturday i took her to the zoo had a blast always good time going to the zoo see the animals cook some uh what we call dad mac it's just macaroni and cheese that I make that's super unhealthy. And uh, we watched uh, Ghostbusters for the first time with her. I was like, I don't know how she's going to handle this. I mean... You're, you're talking about the original. The original, yes. We watched that. And uh, it was... I was sitting there. As I, I started, I was like, this could be a bad idea. She's five and a half. I was like, I don't know. There's some, This is technically a PG movie. But this is, I think, before PG was really PG because it was G, right. PG, or R. So kind of more in the PG-13 area. Um, you know, especially as Dan Aykroyd's character, you know, dreams he's getting a blowjob from a ghost. Um, you know, which is and then we're the part where uh, Sigourney Weaver's character <laughs> just grabs Bill Murray and says, I want you inside of me. Like, okay. Oh, man. I was like, yeah. Um yeah, there's some, and you know, some of the the monsters in there, like the, the the dogs in particular, are pretty, you know, pretty scary. They're spooky, uh, but she handled it really well, man. She was great. She did she did a wonderful job, and it's you know, makes me realize that there's a lot of elements in there as a kid that I completely missed. Um, you know, just the the hilarity of it, or just you know, little Bill Murray lines, and I'm like, oh, okay, totally missed those before. But she, and then when Jill got home, she's like, mom. Do you want to watch Ghostbusters? And she watched it with her and she's like, Mom, now this part might be scary. She's being like, you know, <laughs> super silly, just kind of going through it. I was like, all right, okay, cool. We we did it. And then for a brief second, I'm like, well, there's gremlins. I was like, no, don't show her gremlins. That one, that one will ruin her. Let's not do that. <laughs> not yet. Just a couple more years, though. Yeah. Uh, that That was one of those movies I watched as a kid. And that one definitely was pretty scary for me and there's so many movies like i want to watch with her but goonies man we watched goonies we watched that i think most of that was lost on her because she doesn't understand the idea of she can handle stuff that has pretty pretty imaginative stuff which i don't think she handles very well is just a bunch of real people talking like i don't think oh. she kind of handles that stuff very well although i mean she she can like marvel movies are great because you know there's some talking but then cool stuff happens so she can you know stay involved with it but you know goonies was one of those ones where i'm like look it's a bunch of kids going on an adventure but eh, she doesn't really get it you know no i have not watched the mighty ducks with her yet jared and i don't plan to speaking of the mighty ducks the movie i watched recently was uh the sandlot I ah that again and i i love that movie that's one of those so movies long. that's like it really captures a childhood of, and you know, I don't want to be like a guy. It's like back when I was a kid, we actually went outside to play, 
but there, there's elements of that that exist i think in everyone's life it's it's a nostalgia yeah. of you know i'm gonna go play you know and i used to do that you know with my brother with friends in my neighborhood and it's there's something about that that i think just really that's why i think stranger things was such a powerful show is it just really captured people being like, right i'm gonna go get on my bike you're gonna go hang out with my friends you know fight the government you know all that sort of stuff you know no i'm not gonna watch the mighty ducks with her why that franchise jared i'm sorry in my opinion that franchise sucks that's a kid's movie that i don't enjoy because it's gross hey limited rollo good morning good morning to you sir good very early morning um yeah it's the, the, if there's one thing i really was not looking forward to like being a parent it was is watching shitty kids movies now i'm not saying mighty ducks is a shitty kid movie but it's a shitty kid movie and it's not i take that back i haven't seen it in years so but i also have no desire to watch it <laughs> you're you're arguing with the man who will put his life on Superman Returns and you're like surprised he's spouting for the Mighty Ducks? I mean, I, it's whatever, man. And let people like what they want to quote Noah Reno. Yeah. You know, let people like what they like. That's totally <laughs> fine. I, that to me is, I mean, I mean, we might as well just watch Rudy. You know, like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a movie that, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak because she, she, she continuously surprises me about the things that she likes and the things that she enjoys. So I wouldn't want to just straight up be like, oh, I don't think she's going to like it. Air Bud. There we go. <laughs> Air Bud. Another kid's movie that I'm like, I don't want to watch it. Like, I, I would prefer that if she's going to watch a kid's movie, that it's something that we can both watch and enjoy. There's some that I suffer through just because it is what it is. I'm like, whatever. We'll get through it. But uh, Mighty Ducks doesn't hold its weight, says Limited Rolo. There you go. There you go. It's a fight. It's a oh, fight. Man. Some of the classic. Um, what about um, Robin Williams had a lot of really nice kids movies that I think hold up decently. I probably doesn't really hold up, but I still enjoy his hook. Right. Yeah, that one. Oh, hook, man. It's just fun. It's just it's not a good movie. Though. Like, if I were to if you're to be like, Doug, you have to watch this movie now. It's, it's a gem from my childhood. And I watched it as an adult. I'd be like, dude, this fucking sucks, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, Hook holds up for me as a nostalgia, but I mean, the movie is just kind of weird, you know. Patch Adams, that's a sad one. Although, yeah. Well, that's another thing, too, is like in Hook, rewatching it as an adult, there are some lines that like Robin Williams throws in there that if you're not like paying attention, you're like, wait, what? This is a kid's movie. That's all of his stuff like he was so good about just kind of slipping things in there but man i also like his uh stand-up oh yeah he's, he's hilarious man yeah he's he is a guy that is just unrivaled classically trained actor right shakespearean guy who can just his ability to improvise and just just be in the moment is is unparalleled jumanji's one of those movies i saw once on for the record i didn't want to see it my mom drugged my brother and i to go see it on like christmas or some shit when it came out she's like we're going as a family i was like i don't want to see this movie but my mom decided we had to do it and i watched it i was like okay well that was that was officially in a, mo a movie and then you know that was it i didn't really want it's not it's not a movie that really stuck with me in my life i was like i watched it and then i moved on i'm like okay <laughs> right 
Reminds me how much control my mom had over that stuff. Like, we're gonna go do this thing! And we just all suffered through it together. Because that made her happy. That's what families are about. Yeah, right? <laughs> just play the song. I wish I could, uh, Jared, but Justin never gave me access to that song. So I can't play it. Something stupid stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. There you go. Hey, with gaming. Thank you for the 12-month subscription, sir. You are a gem. You're beautiful. I appreciate you. I support you for supporting me and this podcast. Thank you so much. Speaking of, gang, should probably get to a little bit of housekeeping. This is a nice little intro. I like it. Uh, but... In case you don't already know, you can find us right there on Spotify. If you're a Spotify user, check us out right there. We're also wherever else you can listen to your podcast. We're pretty much everywhere. But, you know, check us out on Spotify if you don't already. Also, uh, you should check out our Discord. Do you know what Discord is? You should. It's a fun little community. It's basically like, uh, oh, geez, look at Wolf. Wolf is getting in it, too. He's a guest and he's also subbing. My goodness, Wolf. God bless you, sir, and your 11 months of support. You're the best around. Um, Discord is essentially, it's, it's, like, it's like the forums of old, if you will. It's a place where a bunch of people can come and hang out, and we have a lovely Discord. I love our people in our Discord. They're so great. We just shoot the shit, share memes, share recipes, share fitness routines. Uh, we talk about movies and suggest things to each other. In fact, I, I only really started listening to... Uh, Watching Squid Game because Noah, guest and also a uh, friend of the Discord, recommended it hard in the Discord. And I was like, cool, I guess I'll go check this out. So we also set up game nights and all sorts of shit. It's, it's so much fun. So if that sounds like fun to you, if you want to come hang out with the Mind Gap crew, uh, you should check out uh, our Discord. Just head to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. In our About section, you'll see a little banner that says Discord. Click on that banner, and it'll take you right over to our Discord. You can join. You can hang out. You know, if you just want to lurk, you don't want to say much, just want to hang out and observe, you're welcome to do that. We've got plenty of people to do that. It's totally cool. And, um, you know, it's, it's a great time, and we'd love to have you if you want to come join us. Um, you should also check out our merch at redbubble.com. Just uh, head over there, check, uh, type in Mind Gap Podcast, and you'll find we've got three designs. I punch my mic, three designs up there. We've got our original logo, we've got the I Will Haunt Your Butt, and then we have a new and updated spray paint logo uh, that we just put on there. So if you're looking for something cool, t shirt, hoodie, hat, tote bag, mug, Whatever, we've got pretty much everything. Pick yourself up something nice on there. It supports the podcast and spreads the word of Mind Gap as well, which is super great. And last but not least, if you don't already, come check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. We broadcast and record our podcast live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central. And I host a video game night typically every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central. Speaking of... I actually didn't do one last week because it was complicated with the family and everything like that with jumping out of town. But this week, in fact, two days from this recording, in fact, on the day that this releases to the podcast world, Jackbox Games is coming out, baby. Jackbox Party Pack 8. So I think based on some potential plans, I may actually be streaming on Friday the 15th instead, where we'll be doing a round. Uh, we'll be testing it out. So... You are welcome. And the best thing about Jackbox games, if you haven't played it, is that you can participate as the audience, which is so awesome. That means you can vote on stuff. You can play. Like, it's so much fun. And it's a silly, goofy, 
mostly an appropriate time because that's always how it kind of ends up. So we're going to be trying out, I think it's like a whole slate of brand new games. I don't even know what they are, but I'm super pumped to play them. So come check us out. That'll probably be Friday at 8 p.m. Central. Twitch.tv slash podcast. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a blast. So, yes. End. End. End roll. <laughs> so cool. <sighs> so. Real quick, you mentioned yeah. uh, you started watching Squid Games. Yes. How did you feel about it? Have you finished it? Or? I did finish it. And uh, I'll actually go ahead and spoil one of my recommendations, which is Squid Game. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Um, I don't want to give much away because I walked into it pretty much blind. I think I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And Noah fiercely recommended it. And, uh, yeah, it, it definitely came through for me. It was a, um, um, a real thought provoking show. If on its surface, you think you know what it's going to be. And then it has a lot of layers to it. And I, I got to tell you, more often than not, if there is like a Japanese or a Korean film that people recommend, I'm like, I usually give it the benefit of the doubt because their culture and the way they view life, their point of view is so different and interesting to me that I, inevitably it's going gonna, it's gonna to surprise you. I think that's why anime is so interesting. Not only is it, can it be just like fantastical, and, and, and imaginative, but they usually will twist your thoughts on what's going to happen. You're like, you don't see, I don't see it coming most of the time, what, whatever they decide to do. And it blows my mind. The idea of what's good and what's evil. It's never black and white. It's nuanced. Um, and this was such a man. I was just like, as soon as the episode was over, I was like, damn it. I gotta go to bed. I want to watch the next one. Like it's just, it compelled me so much to watch it. So um yeah what did you think i liked it i don't think it hit me as hard as it did the rest of the country mm -hmm. i've i've been on this side of netflix for a while now sure I don't watch a lot of the korean dramas and that kind of stuff but for a long while uh korean and japanese television and movies have had a um genre called death games and a oh. lot of that stems off of like battle royale which sure. is an old japanese book and then movie and then you get you start getting into recent years you got things like judge as god's will um there, there's a bunch of them there mm -hmm. there's a ton of them so you start to kind of catch up on things especially yeah. when you watch a lot of them and you're like okay this is going this way or oh they did this well but it's definitely its own genre and trope in it yeah but this one seems to have really taken off it's good though it, it is good i'll make a wager is i think again i'm not going to spoil anything i think it's probably the circumstance which drives right. people is what's probably struck a chord with everyone because i think a lot of people feel you really feel for these characters and you know because i was like yeah i've seen hunger games you know i'm good right. but this was and even Battle Royale, I watched Battle Royale years ago, and I was like, this movie's fucking nuts. Like, this is bonkers. Like, th this is just crazy. But the concept of it is fascinating, you know? Which you could argue spawned Fortnite and, you know, <laughs> uh, PUBG or whatever it's called. Like, all those sorts of stuff. All the, the, the Royale games and things like that. It's fascinating to consider, what would you do if you were in this situation? But I feel like this, to right. me, again, I haven't 
obviously you've consumed way more of that content than I have. To me, it was very compelling. Just you didn't know who you were going to be rooting for, right? Like right. you're like, ah, everyone, not everyone can win, but I care about these characters. Yeah, and there's quite a few that are like that where you start to get into it and you start to see other characters where like, are they going to betray? They've been with us for a while or yeah. what's going to happen here? There's even a few where it'll fake you out and you'll completely swap protagonists mm-hmm. partway through it because you're all like, oh, our protagonist is safe. He's the main guy. You know, we're going to watch him suffer as everybody dies around him. But then it flips and you're like, oh, oh, shit. OK, this is happening now. I think there's nothing um, more compelling to me than a villain with a point of view that you may not agree with, but you understand. Right. I think what makes squid game the most compelling is also how easy it is to set up. A lot of these are based off of, you know, a lot of children's and simple games that they play over Mm -hmm. there. So it's easy to recreate and have your own kind of like fun. little. Oh yeah. Super far off in these elaborate death traps like saw or cube or any of these things. Yeah impractical and you're like how did they get this in here without people noticing yeah right like how did this guy i mean you know this warehouse is just filled with a whole bunch of razor blades no one knew this no one saw anyone go i mean yeah you start going to things like someone must have bought all the razor wire in the city to pull this off and no one noticed like yeah you start questioning it and that's the thing that sucks is when practical Doug gets involved with that kind of shit it just ruins a movie. And I'm starting being like, wait a minute. You know, <laughs> the supply shortage of this particular good would have not would have gone noticed. Someone would have. It's just it's it's not good when you can pull me out of it that way. So yeah. I agree. Yeah. So but in general, again, no spoilers here. Uh, I I highly recommend it. I think it's it's worth a watch. It's compelling. It's interesting. And um, you should definitely check it out. I agree. So spoiler alert for my recommendations later we'll get back to it it's okay i've got another one so that's totally cool i put two down for that very reason um so we want to start off the show talking about the welcome to raccoon city movie trailer that was launched last week which not gonna lie until you brought it up wolf wasn't even gonna bother giving it a gander um but wolf was like i want to talk about this i was like all right i'll do it and i watched it and uh you know if you're not familiar it is a essentially a reboot of the resident evil franchise for the movies um at least that's what it feels like to me based on the trailer i mean i could be wrong i didn't watch the original franchise other than the first movie which we'll just put a pin in that for right now um but uh yeah so you're i i grew up i had a playstation one and i played resident evil one when it came out which i was enthralled by it I remember going and renting it and I was like, what the fuck is this game? Like it was so different from anything I'd ever played before. And the first thing I realized was that you don't kill everything in the game because there's not enough bullets. So I realized real quick, I was like, why am I, where are all the bullets? This game sucks. And I was like, oh, you're not supposed to kill everything. Like you, you're actually supposed to run away. Like you don't. So that was a mind fuck for me. Plus, this, the static camera angles were really actually pretty innovative of, like, you you don't get just get to see everything. It's like, oh, you hear something, but you can't see the other angle because the camera is static. And 
the jump scares and everything and the terrible voice acting, which actually added to it, which was my favorite moments is you're in a cavern and here, I don't even remember the guy's name, but you just hear, he goes, Enrique? Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. Like this weird pregnant pauses with terrible lines delivered. It's awful. There's uh, one of my favorites from um, the first Resident Evil. It's uh, Barry, one of the side characters. He finds a revolver and he goes, this is great for killing people. (laughs) And it's just like. (laughs) It seems like it's like a bad translation of something, you know, like someone's, you know, if you were to read that with subtitles, you'd be like, oh, cool. But if you hear them actually say it like that's terribly delivered, you know. Well, which is funny because it never had a um, Japanese translation to it. The guy who made the game, he didn't like any of it, and he was so fascinated with English. He's like, let's bring some English voice actors in here and do all the lines. Yeah, we'll get some college kids in here and be like, do you guys want a five bucks? Here, let's record all this dialogue. And there we go. Um but I did Resident Evil 1 and I played Resident Evil 2. And then after that, I was just kind of like, I think it, I had moved on from consoles to PC at that point in time. And just yeah. the the franchise just sort of lost itself on me. So I, I didn't really follow it. And then the movie came out and I was super pumped for the movie because I really liked those first two games. I was like, awesome, let's watch this movie. And I was like, this movie is garbage. Um, so, good news. <laughs> this... I don't know if you recognize it from the trailer. This isn't a reboot. It's its own franchise, and it's way more based off the movies, specifically the plots of 1 and 2. I think it was based off the games, you mean? Based, yeah, based off the games. Yeah, yeah, it definitely felt like it was... I saw the first two games very much in that trailer of, of what it well, was. There's one big shot, and I love It's about three quarters through the trailer with uh, the four uh, characters, Barry, Chris, Wesker, and Jill, stepping into the mansion, and you've got this yes. staircase in front and all that. And it's such an iconic like thing from the game when you're like first load in and yeah. they escape from the dogs. That's also something weird, because in that game, they actually had live-action cutscenes for, for a couple of things, especially yeah. in the beginning, and you're like, yo, what's up with this? And yeah, it was definitely very interesting. Um yeah, so it definitely has that vibe. Um, it's just it's unfortunate to me because I think, in my mind, like the original, this became a cash cow, and I feel like it got just mined to death. Like it's, it's, it's become. Although I have to say, without playing the newer Resident Evils, they've at least kind of shifted. It's almost become an anthology, you know. Of right. here's it's Resident Evil, so you know, like kind of the brand, but it's not necessarily like oh, this I, I could be wrong. It's not a continuation of you know, all of the other stuff. I mean, is it? I don't know. You tell me. You played them. It is. I have played every single one, and it is still within the timeline, even when everybody lashes out and goes, this is awful. What are you doing? They're like, well, we'll just throw it four years in the future after this event, and we'll move on to a different part of the world. But I I appreciate that because it, yeah. while it may be connected, it's still not like the same shit. Yeah, it's not like Final Fantasy. (laughs) Says Tent. Um, it's cause I mean, again, like I, I don't follow them, but I know there was like the crazy hillbillies. That was, that was the previous one. This, this newest one was like, what? And some, it seemed like European country or right, whatever. With the same character from the crazy hillbillies. Okay. Gotcha. That poor fucker. 
How's he not insane? <laughs> I'm not going to spoil that. Okay. I mean, you spoil it for me. I'm never going to play him, but, well, you know. That's fair. For those who want to play, I'm about to yeah. spoil it. It turns out he dies in 7, and they experimented on with uh, they experimented of course they on did. Him with the mold monster stuff. So it's revealed near the climax of uh, 8 that he was a mold monster the entire time. He's a clone of Darth Sidious, and he will live forever. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I at least can appreciate the aesthetic of, like, you know, that different stuff. You know, it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's cool. <laughs> Sounds like Saw's timeline. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I I um I can appreciate. It's like I kind of look at Resident Evil games like Fast and the Furious. It's not for me, but I get why people like it. And I, I watched some people streaming. I actually watched you uh, streaming, you know, some of the Resident Evil stuff and things like that. And I, I can appreciate the games themselves, but um, I, I have no desire to play them. And um, I think I was like, they're definitely creepy, right? Like it's uh, playing a game. I mean, I imagine games like that with VR would be absolutely just terrifying, you know? <laughs> How awful would think, that be? I think a lot of it too is just like, there was a part where they were getting like crazier and crazier. And I mean, it still is with, you know, the vampire esque people. Oh, I forgot get- this was most recent one was with the tall lady that people yeah. had the fetish. They were like, please, I want her to step on me like sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Gotcha. And mold monsters and all that, where it's just like, what batshit crazy thing are they going to do now? It's just become, give me the next spectacle, like Fast and the Furious, where it's just like, how are they going to up it? What are they going to do? Yeah. Now we've got a submarine. It's like, what? How we go from street racing cars to there's a submarine now and we're going to, you know, have a tank connected to a helicopter. We're going to throw it into a building. You know, it's just like, what? Um, Yeah. So I can appreciate that. I I mean, the horror genre in general doesn't appeal to me um, just in movies or games because it's just, I don't know, man, it just doesn't do much for me. I, I imagine it's like, you know, the creature from It always talked about how it enjoyed the eating children because children's imaginations were so much more fierce and open whereas adults were tempered and they were polluted with real like i always joked it's like they're scared of taxes whereas kids are scared of anything and everything and it's kind of the same way like as i get to be an adult the things that scare me are more complex and nuanced so i find you know if it's it's always disappointing it's like it's zombies it's like oh cool you had you had me going but it's like no it's zombies or oh no it's it's aliens it's like oh okay cool we're just that's what we're doing we're just we have to rely on something here it's (laughs) i i i love horror and you know it's a big part of my aesthetic and kind of shaped who i am but i don't find it exactly scary either i find a lot of it just fascinating from a Mm -hmm. psychological point and watching how these characters you know react and kind of the scenarios around it Mm -hmm. the movies that terrify me like home invasion movies based Mm. around that premise are fucking terrifying for whatever reason like strangers that first one like i i think it's such a real primal concept the first um Texas Chainsaw Massacre 
is really gritty, like the way it's filmed and it plays. It, it's just fascinating. A lot of the psychology that goes into it and a lot of the tricks and, mm-hmm. you know, what one person might find scary is, you know, something somebody just kind of laughs at. Mm-hmm. Tremors. That's a great movie, Zenny. That's a, that's one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies because Kevin it is Bacon, Kevin Bacon, dude. He was the best. That that's that was a movie that like whenever it was on cable, I'm like, all right, clear my schedule. I'm watching Tremors. You know, it's on. I love it. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was that. Yeah, that's that's a fun one. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I think for me, like kind of going with what Zenny's saying, like you know, Jaws fucked me up bad, like real yeah. bad, like real real bad. Just it just anything. Space would freak me out more if I knew there was like giant space sharks out there or giant space spiders or something like that. You know, the idea like that terrifies Justin tremendously. The idea of space and this endless nothing. And I mean, I'm not saying if if I was floating out into the nothingness, you know, with limited air, that would suck. I wouldn't be thrilled about it. But if you're like, oh, Doug, you got left behind in a scuba suit and you're just in the open water, that would suck. Because all I would do is look down and see the deep blue darkness below me and just the idea that there is a whole ecosystem below me that I can't see that is just existing. And to know that a lot of it would absolutely murder me because I don't belong there. That's absolutely terrifying to me. Being on a cruise ship and just looking in all directions, not seeing anything and just looking down, there's just nothing but dark blue water and you're like if i fell in i would be fucking dead (laughs) that reminds me of when they made the discovery of like the colossal squid and i'm just like oh Oh. fuck the kraken's real great (laughs) right you know right just oh my god you know just that's why like you know the movie the meg which you know is what it is but the idea that if there was a megalodon just existing you know and it just shows up like how horrifying the idea that those creatures existed at a point in time yeah. in our in our in our planet, just massive creatures just existing and just being like, I mean, I'm always fascinated well, by the idea of the first time a human experienced something like the first time a human went into water and got eaten. Everyone must have been like, OK, no one go there. <laughs> Bad things happen in there. But there's one guy's like, yeah, but there's food in there. It's like, don't go in there. <laughs> bad things happen you know and what's even more terrifying is you know 95 percent of the ocean hasn't been explored yeah so who knows what's you know lurking beneath and that's even more terrifying right because i mean because i think the whole like concept of i think i remember reading like the synopsis of the meg which i think was based on a book was that the megalodon was imprisoned if you were because of a thermocline it was right. it was like a certain like it it, it was so cold or whatever like it it had to stay in a certain area but because i don't know something was killed like it killed its its mate which made the the water warm and it was able to get past the thermocline like that's a that could be plausible but there's things that like yeah that can only go up so far because the pressure or the heat or something would keep them where they are which is absolutely terrifying um you know that's that's a horrifying concept to me (laughs) Almighty Crit, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thanks for stopping by. Howdy, howdy. Um, Good to see you, Aaron. um, Yeah, so that kind of stuff, I mean, 
I'll always be creeped out by that to, to no end. That'll right. always creep me out. And I don't know. Th- again, there's, I don't know. Home invasion. I get why it's oh, it's terrifying. It's always terrified my wife. You know, the idea of um, being in like a garden apartment she didn't like. Any place where people at ground level could just like peek, you know, <laughs> into the windows or something like that. It's just, no. Nah. Yeah. Like it's she never, but to me, I, I think obviously, you know, being a woman, that's always an additional fear that maybe isn't that I've been, a, I'm a six foot three dude who doesn't get bothered on a regular basis. So that's not something I consider most of the time, but we, you know, right. my wife's five foot two and you know, just that sort of stuff can, I understand a hundred percent why, um, why that would be unsettling i think her biggest fear is like being in the shower when no one's home kind of thing and it's just being like you hear something there's something more vulnerable than being in the shower right right just doing your thing you're naked you're scrubbing up you're dirty now you're getting clean then you hear something you're like i don't i'm soaking wet if i get out of the shower everything's gonna get sopping wet and then if it's nothing then it's just because you know, that's how i rationalize i'm like it'll be right. fine for the next two minutes i'll finish up here and we'll be good you know but I, to- I totally get that, right? It's, it's, I think it's that, vi- that you're feeling invaded, you're feeling right. vulnerable, you're feeling helpless, and someone you know, kind of takes that control from you. Yeah. Well, I always figure, because I shower with the bathroom door closed, if I hear the door open while I'm alone <laughs> and I'm showering, I can then at least lunge at them naked screaming through the shower. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> scare tactics, man. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the giant sunfish on the coast of Portugal? No. What is the giant sunfish? Show me. Pati- I like the sound oh, of that. holy moly. Well, I love the first question is can you eat giant sunfish? Um, yeah, that's very human of us. Just can we eat it? Dude, how big is this thing? It looks huge. Oh my God. Look at that for scale. Holy shit. It's from the New York Post. It says, "Stop calling nine one one about giant sunfish." Police in Cape Cod, plea. Oh no! <laughs> what are you talking about? This thing's massive. It seems harmless, which is good, but it's terrifying. It's like a big flapjack in the water. Yeesh. Yeah, that would be unsettling. Or you see those like uh, Jill shared some TikToks with me, or some reels of like people in the water when a fucking whale comes out. It's like. Oh, oh dude, dear no. God, what have we done? <laughs> yeah, I saw that of just like some people on a boat chilling and they're all talking and then you just watch it break water and like twist in the air. And it's just like that could kill you if it landed the wrong way. <laughs> I love crit says, listen, I live by the motto. If they attack me while I'm naked, they are at the disadvantage because I have minimal air resistance. I like it. I like that. That. Uh. That thought process. I think that's uh, that's good. Because I think there's also something about that, right? Um, I right. think I read... There was a story about a guy... It was like in the 1800s where people would duel with like those one-shot pistols. And whenever he would get into a duel, he'd take off his clothes. He would get butt naked. And it would like really freak people out. But the whole point was, back then, if you got shot, most of the time, the bullet would take the piece of clothing with it 
and it would go into your body and you would die of infection because they get the bullet out, but they wouldn't get the cloth out. So he was like taking no risks. So he would just get butt naked. It's like, let's duel. And people were like, I don't want to do this anymore. There's something very primal about someone being like, oh yeah, you want this? And they just start ripping off their clothes and just someone butt naked, like, let's do this. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> What's up, Fumbling for Daniel? Thanks for the lurks, man. I appreciate it. Um, but it's like, I think that's how, like, the whole concept of werewolves came about, right? Because it was berserkers right. from the Vikings who would prepare for battle. They would get butt naked and they would just be completely, like, I don't know, raged out of their mind. And they're like, these, these aren't normal humans, you know? And they just go, Rah! and just tear people, to, tear people to pieces. Yeah. Gives anybody second thought. You see, that's the whole thing. You get into a fight or somebody, like, tries to, like, break into your place. You just got to be crazier than them. Oh, yeah. You just got to throw them off. (laughs) That's what it is. It's power, right? It's it's, it's exerting your will to get the other person to... To essentially you subjugate them more or less. And if you could out... I've always loved that about certain situations. Like, there was, like, uh, in the movie The Town. Have you seen that movie? Of course. Um... At the end of the movie, spoiler alert, when uh, Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck's characters are, like, robbing this place, um, they just come in and pretend to be cops, and they are so, like, confident, and, you know, they're rolling, like, high 19s and 20s on intimidation checks, and they're getting these people to completely, they're like, yeah, who, who called uh, Who called the cops? And they're like, what? They're like, yeah, we just got the call. What's going on? What's it do? We got a call. There's a robbery. And the people are like, I don't... Huh? I'm going to call Mike. No, 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 no. We just talked to Mike. He let us in here. What did you call? They were just like completely owning the situation to the point where even the security guards are like, what do I do? And that's exactly like the mindset you have to be in. Like, I'm going to control the situation. I'm going to intimidate you. I'm going to put everything you have. If you question me, I'm going to be super aggressive. That's going to get you to bow down and do something you don't want to do. It's it's really it's really pretty wild. (laughs) Oh, man, that movie's so good. Yeah, such a good movie. Um, so real quick, I, I kind of look back at, um, you know, this Resident Evil, I hope it's good. Um, the visual effects look a little (laughs) to me and, um, you know, I hope, I hope it's good. I probably won't see it. Um, you know, it's my, there's this, I have a soft spot for it because I did play the games and I did see that, that part in it, but also Resident Evil has gotten so batshit crazy that it's hard to really kind of reel that in. But I do hope it's successful. I really do. I do too. And I hope the reason, because apparently, um, I don't actually remember who's, um, directing the movie but apparently he's a big resident evil fan and he Good. wanted to keep it much more to you know the base games that's and cool give people what they've been clamoring for and i hope it does well not only for resident evil but i hope that shows more people who want to do these video game movies that keep it closer to the source pay homage to it at least don't you know we got the name we can do whatever we want yeah, I think for some of those things, I'm totally allow for creative freedom. Like, do whatever right. you want to do. Like, make it your own. But then, you know, like Mario, right? If you're doing a live-action Mario game, kind of hard to keep with the source material. So, I'll allow you to be inspired by it. Uh, but other ones, like, just stick with it. Like, if someone were to do a Zelda game, uh, movie, it's like, you can pretty much follow that pretty closely to the first one, and oh, you'll, yeah. you'll be okay. Like, you can make that happen. So, with this, it's kind of the similar thing. It's like, because if you vary too much from this, it just becomes another zombie movie. 
And right. this needs to be a Resident Evil movie. So, you know, yeah, make it uh, make it what it what it will what it could be. And I think that's where the first movie falls flat. I think it's a decent ish zombie movie. I think it's an awful, awful Resident Evil movie. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. It's and I not good. Think if they had maybe kept it within kind of the same universe. Oh, you want to get the nemesis zombies, the liquor, some of these more like unique zombies to it. Cool. But don't start throwing in later down the line. They start throwing in all these characters we know and love and just bucking them. Yeah. It's just like, like hardcore. Out, just bending them over. Just fucking them. Just it turns into a oh, different absolutely. type of movie that you didn't think you were getting. You're like, wait, you're right. I'm, I might have downloaded the wrong movie. Like, wait, am I on Pornhub? Like, this is weird. It's got really but, weird, um, man. But I'm into yeah. it. <laughs> they should have definitely, they should have kept, you know, Alice and Rain, I think Michelle Rodriguez's character's called. Mm-hmm. And they should have gone their own way. It just distanced themselves from the game at that point. Okay, this is inspired by the world, set in the same universe, mm-hmm. but we're doing our own thing instead of being like, oh, now here's Jill. Oh, you know Leon or Chris. Yeah, it's, it's just. Yeah, it wasn't it good. It was ridiculous. No. It's a bad, it was a bad, yeah. I don't even remember much about it, but I just remember there was like memory, they lost the memories, and then they knew what was going on, and then she had superpowers and could karate chop people, and then it's just. And also, the zombies were just people in makeup. Which is, I know that's what zombies are, but they weren't, I'm like, this isn't like the game. The zombies were terrifying and just, you know, all they sorts of stuff. real zombies. I was just like, oh, this just looks like people in makeup, which is always the problem with a lot of that sort of stuff. It's like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not even remotely scared. Um, right. But speaking of horror stuff, uh, we got a, a wonderful, uh, the Slotty sent me an article from IGN that talked about the beautiful... Uh, the, the article that said uh, watch the first horror movie written exclusively by bots and what happened was um, the Netflix worked with Keaton Patty to make a bot watch over 400,000 hours of horror movies and then write its own horror movie and this is what they came up with which is um, I mean it doesn't even have a name it does it does it's um Mr. Puzzle likes oh shit. Are Mr. Puzzle wants you to die? Ah, Mr. Mr. Puzzles wants you to be less alive. That's what it's called. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's it is fucking about as bonkers as as you think it would be. I'm actually gonna post post a link to it in the chat. Well, that's what's amazing about it. Because first of all, when you say you make an AI watch four hundred thousand hours of horror movies, I mean that. If you're waiting for the rise of the robot resistance, I mean, that's what you're doing. You're torturing these things. You're like, sit down. I want you to watch every horror film possibly that was ever made. And then I want you to write your own. Like, that is just pure torture, man. Like, absolute torture. Noah says there's only like two good horror movies. So, yeah. And what's better in it is they randomly, like, the bottle reference other horror movies that you're all like, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you also realize if it watched 400,000 hours and it came up with these plot points, then you realize that there's definitely tropes in the genre, like just absolute tropes. Like one of my favorite quotes is uh, Jennifer's always have bodies. It's just like, why? (laughs) Well, I love the part where like the the female character is like, I should be at a sex camp. Like, you know, just. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's. 
it's so great because it's it's you know it's 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 insanely animated too which just is also good it's also has um just you know it's like ai generated voice acting which also adds another layer of insanity to it um Jared said, which two horror movies? Alien and Three Men and a Baby. But I'll bow! You know? He's all over it. I do want to throw out. Uh, probably. Probably. Um, uh, Keaton Patty. He does all this stuff all over the Twitter all the time. Some of my favorite stuff he does like, oh, I forced a bot to watch, you know, 100,000 hours of CSI and write it an episode and it's just it's always bonkers and it's always great and you're like as like scrambled and like fucked up as this is it's not wrong it's that's the, the thing is like it, it hits it hits all the tropes like a woman right is captured and in peril there's some sort of guy that's playing a game with her she has to do the game or something bad happens her co-worker is there too he gets killed when things get really bad a detective shows up tries to stop it you think the detective's dead but he's not he kills the guy but the guy's not really dead it's just like it's all of these it's all of these things that we've seen time and time and time again which you know listen we're creatures of habit you know we like what we like and you know it's just in slightly different shades of, of what it is but i think um it's just it's funny to me because again just talking about how horror movies don't really do it for me that's a perfect example of it's it's gotta it's gotta have I feel like such a hoity-toity. I'm like, it's going to have a lot more substance. But like the movie Hereditary, that movie still lives in my head rent-free. That mo- I will occasionally think about that movie and be like, damn. Okay. Um, that was intense. Uh, just, you know, and it doesn't have to be like that either. It doesn't have to be that intense. But that was a movie that was like, okay, that's unique to me. It's unsettling. It's interesting. Like, okay, I- I'm here for it. Hereditary was such a, that's a, that's a conversation in its own dude as soon as it was done like i called my friend because he recommended it to me and i was like dude i have thoughts like (laughs) i have a lot of thoughts right now that was that was wild (laughs) that was really wild i've had a lot of thoughts about that and especially spoilers the scene where after um he goes driving and her head gets uh she she has she has a concussion yeah (laughs) yeah and he just like without saying a word he just gets out of the car and goes to bed doesn't even think about it and i'm just like oh he thinks about it but well i think i I think what what i think is like those are very those things are just like the human reaction that that made sense to me right that happened and he was in such shock and at that age being a high schooler being like what the fuck do i do you do what you know. You go home. You go to your room. You go to bed. Like, and go to bed, I think, is pretty loose. I think he probably just laid there. <laughs> like, I don't think there was any going to sleep there. Um, yeah, it's it was, it, it was it was it was I don't know. I think that's also what also compels me is in a lot of the situations are are people doing what they really would do, you know, like, um. And the things that scare, like, you know, because you see some of these, uh, some of the fun, the fun thing about the horror films is people doing stupid, making stupid decisions, right? Like, oh, yeah. they split up. Oh, they went, you know, they're, they're doing X, Don't Y, and Z. Don't yeah. go in the basement. <laughs> and they do. And that's part of the, you know, like, whatever. But I think to me, a lot of it is dealing with um, the natural 
state of things. Like the, the things that get unsettling to me are sometimes dealing with um, sanity, right? Like would something push right. you to the edge where you're not going to act like yourself? Because those are the things it's like the Joker says, you know, and, and, and uh, the dark Knight. he's like, people are only as good as society allows them to be. He's like, if you right. change that, these people will eat each other alive. And I guess that's also kind of what compels me about things like squid game is because there's a lot on the table in these things. And what are people willing to do to survive? And that is the terrifying concept to me is how barbaric we, we pretend to be civilized, but we're animals deep inside. And what we'll do to survive is pretty brutal. Yeah, no, no kidding. And I think like squid game, that's why I go down like the battle Royale genre, mm -hmm. the death game, because it's so fascinating when people, you know, everything's on the line. What are you willing to do? Yeah. Noah says, uh, I'm with you. I like suspense and sci-fi thrillers and stuff. The horror genre does nothing for me. Knowing all the characters will die gruesomely and everyone sucks and is just irredeemable garbage from the get-go isn't satisfying to me on top of generally bad storytelling. Cosmic horror scared me with the world. I don't, I don't need a dude who preys on teens. Do something cool and interesting. Well, yeah. How do you feel? Have you seen much horror satire? I'm not talking like scary movie, but like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is... Uh, no, I've heard good things about that. I remember Cabin in the, Wool Cabin in the Woods. I really enjoyed it. Cabin in the Woods, I loved, man. Oh, that was really creative. That was really good. That was, I felt that was kind of satire. <laughs> yeah, it 100% is, and Tucker and Dale versus Evil is mm -hmm. one of those that I think falls in lines of that, but it plays more on the um, slasher flick yeah. tropes than the isolated teenager kind of yeah whereas cabin in the woods i get more evil dead satire mm -hmm. vibe from it yeah you get more on uh that side like texas chainsaw massacre vibes yeah. and but it's still it's so good it's so good i also can't do anything that is like religious horror uh oh which is going to be hilarious for the thing that I recommend at recommendation time. But what I mean is like, um, you know, it's, it's, um, oh, it's possessed. Someone's possessed by a demon. Fuck with Ouija boards, dude. You know, <laughs> ah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's an upside down cross. Ah, I just, it, it just ghosts don't do anything for me because we know what they are. They're squirrels. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's squirrels doing all that sort of stuff. Ghosts don't do anything for me. Um, Although I'll say Poltergeist, that movie kind of fucked me up growing up. That was that was really well done. Um, but yeah, a lot, most of that stuff, anything just, you know, uh, someone needs to be exercised of the demon. Nah, it just, nah, doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. It's absolutely nothing. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. There, there will be things that will intrigue me that I'll see. I, I love watching movie trailers in general. Um, and, you know, sometimes I've seen stuff that is weird and off-putting i'm like okay you have my attention where i don't understand like what it is or what's going on and i think i saw something called like the stairs or something and people are in the woods and there's this set of stairs and shit happens about it i mean i don't know like it it looks compelling don't know if it's gonna be good but you know just stuff like that the void was kind of a weird one i don't know if you saw that one yeah yeah, that, that was one where I was like, hey, this is kind of compelling, strange, weird, body horror kind of weird stuff. Like, all right, cool. Um, hey, uh, Junji Ito. Yeah, it's, it's very much, again, like dealing with the mind, like what is happening? This doesn't make sense. Like this is, I don't know, that that sort of, yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. 
Noah says Dune will be scary if you're Anakin Skywalker. Yes, very true. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I don't like it. No. Um, but yeah, I, I I appreciated this sort of horror movie breakdown. I thought it was kind of fun to see what this this AI bot would come up with based on all this sort of stuff, and I feel like it fit the bill pretty pretty well. Absolutely, 100%, and I hope they do more of these in other genres so we can just kind of see it. The superhero one would be real simple. I think we could all guess exactly yeah. how that one would go. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, but speaking of, of fun, uh, we had an awesome Discord. Uh, it was technically posted in the Ask Practical Doug section but it turned into more of a just sort of discussion for everyone. And it was a dilemma. And this was posted by Slotty. And the, the dilemma is you have two pills, red pill and a blue pill. In one hand, you hold a red pill. And this pill, if you take it, will restart your life at the age of 10 with all the knowledge that you have right now. In the other hand, you have the blue pill, which allows you to jump to 45 years old with $50 million in the bank. Like, which pill do you take? Do you take the red pill, go back in time with what you have know now to 10 years old, or do you take the blue pill, go forward to 45 and, and take $50 million? And Wolf, I'm going to kick it over to you first, man. This is your dilemma. What do you do? Um, I think I would take the red pill. I'd yeah. go back. Um, I don't think I'd change any major decisions because that's led me here. But I could do, you know, little things. Of course, we talked there about, you know, investing in Bitcoin early or playing the stock market to our kind of thing. But I think a lot of it especially comes down with me spending, being able to spend a little more time with people who are out of, you know, out of my life too early mm. that I regret not being able to see before they kind of left one way or another. So I, I just think that would be nice to have foresight on that kind of knowledge. And be able to redo things from there but i don't see myself changing any major decisions out of curiosity wolf if you feel like sharing how old are you wow you threw me off almost 30 <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it literally you're like oh shit i don't know i've had those moments too when ask people ask how old are you i'm like uh i don't know don't put me on the spot like that <laughs> i past the point where it matters you know um yeah that's interesting because a lot of people in discord and jared just said obviously 10 years old a lot of people said the red pill option of i'd rather go back to 10 years old and with the knowledge that i have now i am 38 i will be 39 relatively soon i'm happy to jump ahead six years uh to 45 take that 50 million dollar payout and uh retire i would absolutely do that i really don't have much desire to go back to 10 years old uh with the knowledge that i have now because this is practical doug breaking it down i feel like having all the knowledge that i have in this moment at 10 would break me because i'm walking around with all of this knowledge at 10 years old but people are going to treat me like i'm 10 years old Oh, but I'd fuck with my teachers. Man. I thought you were going to say, oh, but I'd fuck. I'd fuck <laughs> hard. I'd be like, oh, dude, all right. I'm getting it in. You know what I'm saying? 
all of it. People to jail, Doug. Well, no, that, here's the worst part. You go back. You go back. <laughs> it just really dawned in on me. We're going to jail. Um, <laughs> like you would have to go through all that shit again in school. And the worst part is you would have perspective. Like you would have perspective in the sense of like, I would sit through a history class in rural Missouri and I'd have to call bullshit on a lot of things. I, I, there's no way. There's no way I would be able to sit in class and just deal with that nonsense. And I, But I will say this. When if I was in algebra class and people were like, when are we ever going to use this? I'm like, you shut your fucking mouth. You will use this. I guarantee it. You will solve for X and you will be thankful that you learned how to do it. Yeah. So. And I'd also argue that by doing the red pill, uh, you're time traveling and you will inevitably change your future and it won't be exactly the way that you think it will because you are going to make different decisions. And while, I don't know, if you believe in the butterfly effect or anything like that, um, because also, how much money did you, I mean, would you ever have any point in time where you would have enough capital to really invest to make something pay off maybe right like if you know if you know when something's gonna blow up right like right buy a little bit of stock i guess even if it whatever and hang on to it that, that could that could pay off because I, I look at like the blue pill is it's a sure thing you're going to 45 and you got 50 million dollars that's it like this is this is like you can have door number one which is a, a guaranteed price or you can have door number two which is a mystery box and the mystery box could be anything <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm a sucker man i would still reach my hand into that mystery box because <laughs> i also don't like you know because there's stipulations right because I, I i would guess that if you have your knowledge now and you're going back till you're 10 years old you are not going to make the same decisions you're going to mess with your timeline you're going to change the outcome you will not go exactly where you want to go which could be good or bad you know what i mean um and i think that like you said, you will try to do things different. Will you be compelled to save people? Right? I had a good friend die at 25. Would I compel him to not go down and take the job that he took that ultimately led to his death? You know? As much as I hate to say it, I have watched so much Final Destination. I fully believe that fate finds a way. You save them there. Two, you know, two years later down the line, death will reclaim them someday. Sure. I'm not as tempted for that because, you know. I think there is, like, it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but like, it's, it'll start out pretty, like, sim similar, but as you make those decisions, it's going to branch yeah. and it's not going to be the same thing that you that you think and again it's also i think pretty arrogant to think like well if i don't do the same thing bitcoin will never be a thing it's like nah, i don't know man i think i don't know if you're gonna make that many waves you know to make that sort of thing happen but right. um i think there, there is a fantasy of having the knowledge that you have now and being able to overcome previous struggles but i also argue that would take you down a different path altogether so you may not like where it leads or it may not be what you expected because that that knowledge is only going to arm you for so long and as you start making decisions because you're not going to make the exact same decisions again right like you're, you you won't 
especially if they're shitty decisions, right? You're not going to be like, well, I need to do this again because otherwise X, Y, and Z, like there's no way you're going to, you're going to choose differently. Right. Time to lacerate my skull again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like there's just so many awful things, you know, that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I think the red pill really appeals to our ability to overcome our regrets, right? Like right. we want to go back right. and we want to, we want to tell that bully to fuck off and you want to kick him right right in the xiphoid process you know just bah you know i think jervis brings up another good point though with your blue pill are you willing to miss six years of watching you know natalie grow no absolutely not here's the thing i have to choose one of these things it sucks right i would rather skip ahead six years with 50 million dollars so i could retire and then spend the rest of her life hanging out with her i will take that sacrifice i will take that bullet gotcha because it's yeah that would absolutely suck she's almost six now and then when we're done it's she's 12 that sucks like i would totally hate that but i also have 50 million dollars but those are my choices they both suck right because if i go back to with the knowledge that i have now at 10 i may not i would like to think i would go back and meet jill again but maybe i don't what if i fuck things up along the way and we don't get together and we don't have natalie like what you know and who's to say that if i go back through all of that again that I still get Natalie, right? What right. if it comes out some someone's completely different, right? Like who knows? Yeah. You know? That's understandable, but also who like me, it's only six years for you, but mine's much further. Who knows what my life's gonna be? Totally like. different, which That's is why I think into, Yeah. You're you're skipping an entire decade of your life, like a decade right. plus. So, you know, for me, I love everyone's oh, red pill all day. I, I think it's the closer you are to 10 the more willing you are to take the red pill for me man i'm i'm gonna be 39 like dude give me 45 give me that 50 million get get me out of here man i am i am see ya i have no desire to go back because if because if you also said you you take the red pill here's the stipulation you take the red pill you have all the knowledge but but you have to do exactly the same thing that you did you have to follow all the exact same footsteps, but you just have the knowledge. To me, that is a version of hell. <laughs> you know what? If it was still the same steps, but I could say a few different... Th oh, dude, as long as... Because I was an asshole, and I'm not, like, afraid to lie of it. Tint knows. But uh, I was, everybody always, you know, I knew I was smart. You know, and to go back with even more knowledge that I have now, you know, farther out of high school. Oh, dude, when people are like, you just think you're smart and know everything. Mm, no, you don't know what I know. <laughs> I know I'm smart. There would be some cool moments to overcome. But also, oh, yeah. imagine me, almost 39 year old Doug, going back to 10 year old Doug and dealing with other 10 year olds. Like, those are my friends. Yeah. And I have to interact with them? Like, me, I have a kid, and I've been married for years, and I have to go back to being 10 and being with kids who are like, let's play Foursquare on recess. Like, <laughs> what, what a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. And then people being like, what are we going to do for homecoming? Like, who gives a shit? I mean, that was kind of me back then anyway. But still, even more so, like, having to listen to the bullshit 
Like my football coaches would be like, you boys, this is the best time of your life. I thought that was bullshit. Then I would be like, I'm going to report you to the school board, sir. This is absolute nonsense. Or I, I mean, I would, I would absolutely get myself in trouble. Practical Doug would ruin my life. He would, he would absolutely take me on. It would take me on this horrible path. And it would not be good. And it's just, and like that, if you, and if the stipulation was you had to go through everything that you went through before, right. that means I would have to prep myself for six years at a job that I hated, that I needed. Right. I absolutely needed to get me through to a point, but I already have what I learned from there. I would get fucking fired. I would not survive that because I'd be like, I would have the knowledge. <laughs> And that means, and I would know that I have to do this for six years, six long years. I have to do this. And I, I would, I would lose myself, man. I would never, I would never do it. So that stipulation would suck, but I think that's the whole beauty of it, right? Like there's not a stipulation to it. You just go back and you have the knowledge, but then I would also argue you wouldn't stay in that path for very long. So whether or not you want to, or that's a big deal, but the stipulation is I want to go back to fix things. You will end up somewhere brand new. So I think that's the thing to me. I was like, I don't want to end up anywhere right. new. I'm fine where I am. <laughs> I'd be interested to see where my life would branch off then. But like, especially like meeting a lot of people and due to COVID, a lot of it's been online. So knowing where discords are or things are, <laughs> I right. could at least still, you know, hit a final destination, no matter what happened behind, where we'd still be here talking, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe it'd be different yeah. conversations, but. It would be cool to know that because I was just thinking about this the other day too when I, I went to grad school uh, for music business I had a really obnoxious teacher who right. just boy did he know everything um, and he was he goes this was I don't know 2006 and we were you know one of the projects was we were like we had our own record label and we were actually getting a local artist and trying to you know do help them promote their shit and he, as we were getting submissions people were giving us CDs and stuff and he goes you know Pretty soon, uh, once internet gets better, he goes, CDs aren't going to be thinking. People are just going to be streaming their music. And to me, I was like, that's kind of insane. Like the concept of streaming the whole time. I was like, how? He's like, he goes, internet's just not good enough right now. And I actually hate to say this because this guy was such an arrogant prick that I don't really want to give him credit for it. But it's like, I got to give credit where credit's due. He he goes, this is where we're going to be going. To have that foresight would be kind of cool to know that all right, internet's coming up. Uh, what do we need to prepare for? And then, like, what's right around the corner from that? And what's, you know, just having that knowledge. But I don't know, is that also a curse? Knowing that that's coming yeah. and is is and there's not much you can do about it? Or can you? Or, you know, I don't know. Because I think we immediately go, how can I profit off of this, right? Because <laughs> that's, right. that's the natural thing. How can thing. I set myself up to be comfy? <laughs> yeah, right? Because I will invest in named uh, Amazon, you know, like, you know, <laughs> I want to be one of the first people to invest in Amazon because I want to make, make some big buck, you know. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, lots of people have thoughts on here in the chat, which is great. Um, uh, Rolo says, but I like when me and Doug were 10, a lot of things won't be invented. Internet wouldn't be, really be in the public eye too long and phones were really poop. Yeah, man, to have what I have now and go, all right, uh, you're going back to Super Nintendo. <laughs> like, that's 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 what you get. And I have to sit through all of that stuff and be like, 
Dial-up internet. Oh, God. Oh. oh, man, that's always fun. Oh, somebody picked up the landline. Never mind. There we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just what I had to entertain myself. Knowing what I know now, internet speeds, streaming, like everything that I have at my oh. fingertips, it's just leaving that behind and being like, welcome to 1993. I man, I couldn't even imagine going back and playing like one of those old games, especially how like acclimated we've come to like this new graphical culture to come back to some of these, especially going back to some old games now. You're just like, oh, this didn't age well. To go back when it was new and just going, yeah, all right, I guess this is all I have. Right. It would be, oh, it would be absolutely bonkers. Just, yeah. But to me, the what it lands on is just having to go through school all over again. Just awful. Absolutely awful. Because what grade are you in in 10th? Like, 5th grade? Like... It's brutal, man. It's absolutely brutal. Like, because sixth is first, seventh, second, eighth, third, ninth, fourth. Holy shit, I got it. I think, yeah, I think you're in fifth grade. So, dude, you start back at fifth grade and you have to go through it all again. Fuck that. Fuck that. No. That would be interesting because I think fifth grade was the last time I saw, like, one of my best friends growing up. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah, I, I've looked for him on the internet and I've never been able to find him. Wow. Like, yeah. Oh, something so else too, man. Oh my God. People that you've fallen off with that you know you have nothing in common with. <laughs> like, you do right. now, but later you won't? It's, ah, oh, dude, no. Fuck the red pill, dude. Fuck it. Absolutely not. No. Leave the, leave the past behind. Adios. I'm taking the blue pill. Give me the $50 million. <laughs> Ugh. No, thank you. Getting to college early. Yeah, because that'll be great. That'll be fun. You're a 10-year-old in college. <laughs> Even worse, Crit mentioned uh, becoming like a government informant. Oh, I know security breaches and things that are... I have future knowledge. Right. So get in with the government. Or God forbid you let something slip, right? And then you catch people's eyes. They're like, Doug, how did you know that? Like, just absolutely right. insane stuff, right? It's just... I think Jared mentioned early on, like, you know, 9-11, you know, it's just horrible things like that happening. Like, are, are you compelled to stop it? Can you even stop it? Like, I think that's just, I think there's so much potential for anguish and torture heading down that road that it's just, it's, it's not even worth it. It just, it wouldn't well, be worth it. And something like that happens, even if you did stop it, most people are all like, yeah, I'd be seen as a hero. The government's going to take you and experiment you. You knew this was going to happen. This is You're not going to live a comfy life. Once How are you going to explain it? They're yeah. going to think you're involved or that, yeah, you're crazy. Like, there's no way, man. It's, uh, yeah. no, absolutely not. And not only that, let's face it. Have you ever seen the show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Odds are you may <laughs> have that knowledge, but you're not going to fucking remember shit. And you and all that. Here's the worst part too. You're gonna sit through some of the most remedial information ever, and you're just gonna be bored out of your fucking mind because this is not new. It's not new, and you have to go through however many hours of school again over, and it's just it would be absolute mental torture for me to have to do that. Use that time to start an art degree early. <laughs> and, and what's what would be worse is even if you were bad at it again. Like, because you didn't remember it because oh, you didn't understand it then. You don't understand it now. It's like, I don't want right. to do this again, man. I don't want to do it again. 
It'd be horrible. It'd be absolutely horrible. <laughs> dude, it, dude, that would destroy, like, your own self-esteem right there. Like, I should know this, and now I don't. Am I really that fucking dumb? <laughs> oh, it would be absolutely... Not only that, not only that, after all the freedom of being an adult, you then go home, and you have parents who are parenting you. Hey, don't do this. Hey, go to bed at this time. Hey, I was just like... Fucking 39, man. 38, 39. I don't need this. Like, I don't... Shut the fuck up. Like, I know... Well, it's also be scary is I would be super more aware of what my my parents, their personality, and what really yeah. was going on. Because a lot of that, you just like, oh, mom and dad know everything. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing right now? You know what I mean? Like, you're crazy. Like, you're absolutely crazy. What if you went back to the future and it played all the winning lotto numbers every 10 years? I mean, if you remembered all of them, yeah five to ten years I suppose if you have that well, information <laughs> well i was gonna say if you had like if somebody gave you the pill they didn't say you had to take it then then you could go home and be like okay this is what's going on i'm gonna study this okay now let's go back <laughs> i suppose but either if you just want to get rich just go to 45 and take the 50 million you know <laughs> yeah i mean you get a point if it's about money, I mean, how much do you need? You know, right. 50 million is plenty. <laughs> it's, it's definitely an interesting debate because yeah. it's one of those you can technically see both sides of it. Oh, yeah. Well, there's beauty in both, you know, yeah. like there's there's beauty in the idea of going back and confronting and doing the things you never got to do. And also being like, cool, well, I'm going to go to 45, have 50 million dollars yeah. and basically get to live my life and be comfortable you know 50 million won't seem that rich when you can go back and invest in everything yeah but how much do you need jared do you need bezos level wealth like you tell me you couldn't live comfortably on 50 million dollars for the rest of your life like what what are you doing man australia's not that that expensive you know <laughs> i see nothing in skipping time <laughs> oh my god yeah, that's right. Spaceships. <laughs> Rolla's like, I know that the what, what those squeaky noises are at 11 p.m. I can't suppress that. <laughs> Mom and dad are fucking. Oh, man. <laughs> why, do, why would I want to jump past the prime of your life? How do you know the prime of your life isn't at 45, Tint? I ask you that. Yeah. Take that. Anyway. Um, cool. Well, this was fun. This was always it's it's a it's a fun little debate. Do I get a wife and a few young kids with this? 50, hey, with fifty million, you can order whatever you want, man. The world is your oyster. People do that all the time. <laughs> Just got to pay for the postage. But uh, you know something else that is is a really great dilemma is when you have to decide who lives and who dies, and that comes from. It's so weird that when I get to play it, that's, you know, that's cool. Welcome to the throwdown, ladies and gentlemen. This is where, if you're, if you haven't done this before, essentially we pick two things to enter a ring and they have to decide who will live and who will die. And we've changed it up from the past where Justin and I used to decide this or Justin would make it up and then the two of us would then just decide in advance. And now the council of elders decides and we get to find out after the fact. Wolfslore's usually on the council hopefully you abstain this I was, week so i was not this week uh, all right Jervis originally messed up but ah <laughs> nice so uh let's take a look and see who we have this week oh my goodness so looks this seems pretty perfect for our, our discussion 
So this week's throwdown is Leon Kennedy from the Resident Evil franchise versus Ash Williams from the Evil Dead franchise. Okay. So very perfect. And oh my God, this Leon Kennedy screenshot from the website is hilarious. Uh, Either way, this battle's going to be groovy. It's going to be interesting because I'll be fully honest. Like I've only seen Evil Dead 1, so that's all I know. Um, as far as how that guy works. So let's, let's just start with, uh, let's start with Leon here. Leon, um, let's see here again. Uh, these tiers mean absolutely nothing to me. He's a 9B, likely 9A, at least 9B with small guns and a high 8C with heavy weapon. I don't know any of the fuck that means. I just, I don't know. His age is 21 to 36 years old. <laughs> No one knows. He was born with a... He's, he's basically a millennial. <laughs> well, I, I think it depends where on the timeline you're jumping into. I'm assuming so, but that's funny to me. His age is 21 to 36 right. years old. We don't really know for sure, but, you know. It just fluctuates randomly depending on the day. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love how Crit's already saying Leon's hands down, Ash has luck, but we'll get to that. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, Crit, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, superhuman physical characteristics. Okay. We'll see. Uh, Acrobatics, uh, stealth, uh, first aid spray. <laughs> Healing with first aid spray. That's good. Good to know. Damage reduction. Jesus. Uh, all the stuff with, you know, different things. Attack level, wall level plus. Like, likely small building level. Can kill zombies with... And Ganados with melee. Can smash two barrels with a single knife swipe. All right. You know what? I have to hand it to the people that write this because they work on what they've seen. You know? And that happens in the game, right? You break a barrel with a knife with a swing. And in a video game world, you don't think much of that. But in real life, if someone could do that, you'd be like, holy shit, that guy just broke two barrels with a knife swipe. That's crazy. <laughs> holy shit. Right. Um, speed superhuman outran a tyrant who can reach a speed of 43 miles per hour. How they calculated that is beyond me. With supersonic combat speed and reactions. All right. Uh, let's see here. Durability, wall level, stamina high, range, whatever, intelligence. He's gifted and is a fully trained government agent. All right. Weaknesses. Has feelings about Ada Wong. That's a weakness, huh? Having feelings. Leon also seems to have little sense of self-preservation and only thinks of other safety in times of crisis. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want to break down Ash Williams? Wolf is still laughing. You want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'm just Ada, feelings for Ada Wong, man. My largest weakness. My biggest weakness <laughs> is I care about other humans. I am the worst. I love it. Uh, so Ash uh, is tier 9B or higher with his mechanical gauntlet. Um, see here. Uh, superhuman physical characteristics, expert marksman, unarmed combat, vehicular mastery acrobatics capable of performing this i love that it's a link to something who knows what this is oh no <laughs> it's not even loading oh because that's an ad um i'll describe what i'm seeing here in just a moment what's he gonna do okay yeah that's acrobatics he flips over a guy yeah okay cool i love it i love that shit uh preparation battle car supernatural willpower He's able to survive nearly two days in the cabin, resisting blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lots and lots of stuff. Attack potency, wall level. He's slain deadites. 
that can punch through wooden walls. Eldorgan's the Kandarian demon who has split apart trees. Yada, yada, yada. Speed, superhuman. Supersonic reflexes, he's superhuman. Uh, strength, strength class is wall class. Busted right through a wooden door without effort and has punched through deadite skeletons and even broke one's spine with a backbreaker. All right, cool. Durability. Wall, exactly. Stamina is peak human, all right. Range is extended, melee range with his chainsaw, longer with his boomstick. Uh, intelligent, he's gifted. So there's, he's got weaknesses, somewhat mentally unstable. Sometimes he doesn't take things seriously. Extremely arrogant. I think this is a good matchup. I really do. Um, but tell me how many barrels uh, he can break <laughs> with a single chainsaw swing. <laughs> well, I think, you know, he could do a lot more with his chainsaw swing. I mean, that's pretty impressive, you know. Um, I think this is interesting. I, I think where the advantage lies... Uh, let's check the chat real quick here. Uh, Sly says he holds his own against Chris Redfield, who can punch boulders. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, uh, let's see here. I, I, I feel like... My... Oh. Yeah, you go. You go. I've already been talking too long. You go. So my thought where the advantage lies is especially with Leon. Also because Leon, he was a cop. He was a Secret Service member, you know. They've both kind of fought against their own versions of zombies, the deadites versus, you know, regular infected. Even though Chris has gone up against more specially infected, you got the nemesises, you got, you know, the liquors, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But it definitely, I think it comes down to the training. Yeah. Having, you know, that actual, like, close quarters combat specialization and firearms training with... All you ever see Ash do, and I, I love Bruce Campbell. I love that man, no matter what he does. Um, you know, he points the boomstick, or he gets up close with the chainsaw. You don't see him, you know, tactically picking off enemies at a range or anything like that. Well, I'd say, obviously, if Leon has access to firearms, he has, right. obviously, he's superior. I, I think, um, in close... If uh, Ash has his ch chainsaw arm, you know, he's obviously got a huge advantage there. But also, we've seen Leon, you know, take on extremely wild and crazy variations of zombies and undead. It's not just undead. Yeah. It's not just skeletons or whatever. Like, he's fighting giant alligators. He's fighting, you know, all sorts of stuff. And some of it's with weapons and some of it's just with his tactics and his know-how, you know? Like... Um, you, you know, I feel like his tactical knowledge and his training means he will get less flustered. He'll be more prepared mentally. I mean, it says, you know, that Ash has preparedness as, as a skill, but I don't think he's going to have nearly the amount that Leon's going to have. He's not Batman. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you don't get the if he has time approach. <laughs> well, because, yeah, he's like, this is preparation. Formed a plan to take on an army of deadites, which involved making gunpowder with the guidance from a few textbooks, training medieval soldiers, and creating the battle car, a modified 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Okay, right. sure. Like, he had preparation to do that. But typically, in the throwdowns, that's not what our, our combatants get. Right. They don't get all the time in the world to prepare. Um, so I would say for straight martial prowess, I think Ash is a brawler, right? Oh, absolutely. Whereas Leon again has that training, which I think, um, <laughs> makes this all the better. Slotty goes, this Ada Wong tied up in the back of an old, old school peel. Oh. 
If so, well, the, Leon might might are- go on tilt if that's the case. Yeah. He might go on tilt. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I think you run the simulation enough. I think Leon beats Ash more times than Ash beats Leon. So, but here's a question even further down. Both of them are witty people with their own one-liners. Who would win? I think. Uh, I think Ash gets the leg I, up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, without Dude. a doubt. So, Man, all right. So we calling it. We calling it Leon for the win. I a hundred percent think Leon Kennedy wins this one. Leon Kennedy for the win. Wow, that didn't do what I thought it was gonna do. Stop! Stop! No! Stop! Why won't it stop? God, what have I done? Cool, there we go. That went way longer than I wanted it to. Nice. Beginning of the end. <laughs> I was like, I was just gonna cut it off at a nice point, and I'm like, it's it's starting over. Don't start. No, stop, stop. Cool. So Leon Kennedy for the win. Yay! Bravo, bravo. And what a what a great what a great uh, selection from the council. Well done. Well oh, themed. Yeah. Excellent work. Appreciate you all as as always. You guys give us the best stuff, and I fucking love it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So now it's time for recommendations. Uh, Wolf, what would you recommend for our folks? Uh, what, what do you want? What do you think? What do you think? Should they play for games? Should they watch for shows? Read whatever. What do you think? What do you recommend? Um, with me at work, I do a lot of podcast listening. Nice. Um, everybody here. Um, at least everybody in the Discord I know loves D&D. Everybody loves it, and it's the story. Critical role, the- I agree. No. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Crit, who's here, uh-huh. a friend, uh, he runs his own uh, D&D podcast as well. No shit. All the characters are great. Um, yes, um, The Fumbling Four and The Almighty Crit. It's great. It's a bunch of assholes who get to get <laughs> and run rampant through their world. It's... It's fabulous. It's top tier. That's awesome. And people can listen to that wherever they find their podcasts. A hundred percent. That's awesome. Do they uh, stream on Twitch or anything like that? Um, no. Okay. On occasion, maybe you might. Uh, crit also host a D and D lore cast that you can catch on Twitch. There's okay. Channel, but sweet. Well, that's awesome. I will absolutely have to check that out. I will. I get it, guys. I'm vanilla. I like Critical Role. All right. I love it. I've just now got caught up like with with them. Finally, all I've done all summer is listen to only Critical Role podcast. And I finally got caught up. Um, Everybody else in the discords into it. Dungeons and Daddies, man. I heard. I will get there eventually. I will get there eventually. I absolutely love. uh, Matt Mercer. And I love yeah. all of the cast in there. I, I fucking love every single one of them. So they're extremely compelling, good humans to me. But uh, that doesn't mean that I won't listen to anything else. Just right now, I'm like, I'm so far behind. I want to get caught up. And now that I'm caught up, I will now go back to listening to other things, um, which is exciting. So I'll definitely have to check out. Again, what's the name of the podcast? Which one? I the, just one said, the, one that, the one that you, which, what are the two that you recommend? Uh, the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit and Dungeons and Daddies. Gotcha. Cool. The Fumbling yeah. Four and the Almighty Crit. All right. Almighty Crit, I'm coming for you, buddy. I'll check out your shit. I can't wait. Sounds awesome. Uh, for me this week, uh, I was good. I recommended Squid Game. I would also recommend on Netflix, uh, it's a limited series, seven episodes. It's called Midnight Mass. Um, 
I heard early on that it had some Stephen King vibes, which grabbed my attention and um, couldn't agree more. It is a really great show. It's well filmed. It's phenomenally acted. Um, There's some excellent monologues in that show. And it's horror, but buried beneath layers of a human story. And what I find super compelling is it's there's a lot of religion, which is why I laughed earlier where I was like, ah, religious horror doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> this isn't necessarily religious horror, but there's a strong th- th- discussion about religion during the show. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's really, really, really good. Um, and it, it has. I know it definitely feels it feels like some of the Stephen King stuff that I've read before. It's not Stephen King, but it's it's you know it's very okay. good. I highly recommend. It. Again, it's seven episodes. That's all they're doing. It's not a you continuation. Netflix. Netflix. Highly recommend it. Just again, incredible acting. It's it's super well done. Very compelling and it's spooky. It's very spooky, and I very much enjoy it. So. I would love for anyone else to watch it so we can talk about it in the Discord. So please come watch it and come talk to me. uh, Because you mentioned it was your first recommendation and while it's on its thoughts, what do you think about uh, potential news for a Squid Game sequel? It wasn't originally planned, but now they're thinking of it. Uh, It's the danger with any of that sort of stuff is like, how are you going to keep it? The compelling thing about that show was the show like and once you kind of keep that going i i don't i don't see i mean prove me wrong you know prove me wrong i'm I'm happy i'm happy if you prove me wrong but i don't i don't see it happening so um i would say to that i'd be like just it's one of the i think it's become the most watched show on netflix um go out on top you know (laughs) I'm sure someone somewhere is like financially we're obligated to make a, sequ- a sequel, but I mean, just you're good. You guys did good. It's fun. It's it's excellent. Just you know, hundred percent. Keep it going. Keep it going. Full steam. Too sweet to be sour. Too nice to be mean. That's in the Bible. Uh, and with that being said, hey everybody, please, please, please. And first of all, thank you, Wolf, for joining us. As always, this, thank as, you for having me. This is delightful. You're delightful to talk to. So thank you very much. Um, and I just like to again shout out everything. For MindGap, uh, please check us out on all our social medias at MindGap Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our YouTube channel. We post full episodes there as well as highlights from our show and our streams. Uh, check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast. Drop us a follow there. Turn on the notifications so you know whenever we go live, which is typically every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time for the podcast recording and usually Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central for the video game live stream. Although this week, it will probably be Friday, October the 15th. We're going to be playing some Jackbox games. Y'all are invited. Come hang out with us. Come play along. Everyone in the chat, everyone listening, please come hang out. It's one of my favorite things to do is to play Jackbox games. And I was going to play it a couple weeks ago, but I'm like, if, if the new one's coming back out, then I don't want to double up on this. I don't want to take away the fun, the the nuance, the joy. So uh, I'm really excited. It's, we've been meaning to do Jackbox for a while. So please come hang out with us. I, it's going to be a real hoot. A real hoot. Um, and while you're at it, please check us out on all, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung, Podbean, whatever, whatever you're listening to, go check us out. 
And most importantly, if you like what you hear, please do us a solid and share us. Leave us a review. Uh, you might bring other, you know, people are calling us mind the gapers or the gappers. I don't know. We got to figure out a name for our community. Let's not do gapers. I don't think that's good. Uh, but you may lead other people this way. People who are, you know, love to ask Practical Doug questions or just hang out with us or join our Discord. Like, we've slowly grown our community over the last year or two, and it's it's been really great. Who needs a community name? You're right. It's been really great getting to meet new people and have more people here. It's been, it's been so much fun. So if you like something, if we do something that that really you think you other people would like, share us. Share us along and do us a, a solid wherever you're listening to this. Uh, uh, leave a review and rate us. We'd really appreciate it. Well, if you look like you had something you want to say. Also, if you really like him, check him out on Redbubble. It's some quality shit, guys. Oh, thank you. Yes. Mug. He has a mug. He does have a mug, and we appreciate that. Have- yeah, appreciate that. So thank you all. Uh this is this has been great. You know, Wolf, you know, you're you're a goddamn delight. You're a beautiful human, and I appreciate you, you know, coming in, stepping and filling those big shoes and just those big old clown shoes. And uh you, you've done you've done a wonderful job. Well, as we discussed in the beginning he's out there making babies so glad to step in <laughs> out there making babies let's get that trend let's get that trending justin's making babies and so when he comes back people are like yeah give him all sorts of high fives or whatever so with that being said i want to say uh wolf Slur, thank you so much this has been great and thank you doug nice it's been a blast <laughs> and to twitch i say thank you and to our podcast listeners i say thank you And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.